Blog Talk Radio. Let's get to the heart of the matter with holistic physician, Dr. Darren Weissman. Infinite love and gratitude in this moment is my attitude. Giving thanks for all I'm coming through. Freeing my faith and fortitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Move me with great magnitude. Yeah, present peace is what I choose. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude, everybody. It is a great day to be alive. I'm Dr. Darren, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's Heart of the Matter show here on Blog Talk Radio. And this show is designed to make you shine. So our topic is today, healthy grieving, dancing with grief. The dance between feeling it, feeling the pain, and releasing it. And grief is is normal. It's a, it's a natural response. It's an experience that goes along with any aspect of loss that goes on in our lives, you know. And and we often expect, you know, to grieve the death of a family member or a friend. And you know, there's there's many significant losses and circumstances in life that are actually constantly triggering grief on a regular basis. You know, we grieve the end of a relationship or when we may move to a new home, a new community. We grieve when ah, a much anticipated opportunity of a life goal, you know, and all of a sudden it's like it's closed to us. You know, those of us that are animal lovers, we know the pain that goes along with the death of a pet. You know, we also grieve when when someone we love has, you know, been diagnosed with uh, a life-threatening illness, you know, when we hear tragic news that's going on in the world. The dancing with grief acknowledges that to heal, we must feel. And, and the, the dance is between, you know, feeling it and, oh, man, I, it's like I'm holding onto this hot rock and I, I want to just let go of it. And this really requires uh, faith. You know, level of faith that goes along with a journey that when you're in it, when you're in the pain, it seems like there's never going to be an end. It's going to go on for ever and ever. And, you know, so many of us struggle with being able to fully grieve because we don't know how to process our emotions. We don't know how to deal with the different things that are activated. And as a result, there's a part of us that remains tied to the past. You know, and, you know, just creating a certain level of clarity right from the get-go. Grieving is not forgetting. And and it's also not about drowning in our tears. When we're talking about dancing with grief, talking about healthy grieving, it's about seeing the emotional and physical and spiritual pain of grief as a portal, as a doorway that when we dance through it, and let's all put our dancing shoes on together, right? Let's put our dancing shoes on together that when we dance through it, it empowers us to remember, to remember from one and be in a place and space of gratitude that uh, the reason that we're in so much pain is because the people or the pet or the circumstances are so meaningful. You know, there's a value that goes along with certain 
relationships that uh, cannot be quantified or qualified. It goes beyond measure. And today we're going to go into the heart of the matter of the role that our subconscious mind plays with dancing with grief, with healthy grieving, and even more, maybe we're going to learn a few infinite love and gratitude dance moves so that we can be empowered and inspired to live our most authentic, to be our most authentic self. So I'm really honored to uh, get this beautiful opportunity to connect with you for the next hour. And uh, I'd love to answer questions. I'd love to lead you through a lifeline process. If you've never experienced it, it'll be something that uh, you'll be grateful that you did it. It is for sure um, the coolest thing ever. So empowering. So give me a call right now so we can be intentional about broadcasting, about receiving the highest vibration of infinite love and gratitude. The number to dial into the show, being a part of today's show to receive a lifeline session, is 516-531-9623. It's 1-516-531-9623. And I'm going to take your calls after I set the stage of the heart of the matter, dancing with grief, and then I'm going to lead you through uh, the lifeline technique. So you can experience you know, how you can shift you know, the limiting belief patterns, the negative stress patterns, that this concept of grief, there's no two people that experience it in the same way. You know, the, the way that when we get triggered into the dance of grief, the way that we think, the way that we feel, the way that our bodies react, the way that we interact, with others, this is it all comes up in a very unique montage. And if you're currently, right now, if you're currently in the dance of grief, into love and gratitude, uh, you might notice that um, you know it's, it's difficult to concentrate, and that uh, that a part of you is just feeling empty and numb and apathetic about life. That when you're dancing with grief, emotions become reactive in a really outrageous way. And one of them is anger. Anger is a common emotion with grief. And when it gets triggered, we, we feel oftentimes anger at people that are responsible maybe for a death or, you know, at the person who has died. We feel anger at ourselves, at God. It's such a powerful emotion to have as a dance partner, you know. And, you know, another common experience is that we feel guilt oftentimes, with grief. And, and we go, the woulda, coulda, shoulda, if only I had done this. You know, and as a direct result of feeling guilt, there's these negative looping thought patterns, and they go on thousands and thousands of times a day, and they affect us. They affect us not only in our waking day, but they affect us and they will impact the way we sleep. They'll influence our sleep cycle and even influence our appetite, what we eat or what we don't eat. We can lose our appetite or we can emotionally eat. And some people find that um, the emotions that are going on reach such a crescendo of overwhelm that the only way to deal is to withdraw. And because of the intense sadness or the tears that are triggered when painful memories are activated, you know, being in a space of seclusion helps to buffer it. And you know it's wild because we're all interconnected. We're all interconnected. We're all intertwined. And when loved ones die, 
we perceive often that our passion and our purpose has also died. And um, we, we lose meaning in life. And it, it, it's so powerful. In infinite love and gratitude, different people react differently. You know, the dance of grief is there's no one way to do the steps. So we breathe. And the biggest thing to do is to give yourself permission to allow yourself to go through whatever you're going through. And, you know, there's, there's this big but because sometimes the reactions are so intense and we seem so irrational that we fear that we, we're going insane, that we're going crazy. And often when we're grieving, we're afraid to confront our grief for the fear that if we open a door, we're going to be drowned by tears or rage or other emotions and guilt. And the exact opposite is actually true. When we allow ourselves, when we give ourselves permission to process our emotions, to be supported, to be helped, we not only are able to maintain balance, but we stay present, we stay connected, that there's a bigger picture in life. And here's a strange fact. Everyone at one point in their life is going to successfully achieve that. This is, this is a fact that up until this point in time on planet Earth, 100% of the people that are born die. And, you know, it's wild because being aware, having tools, seeing the pain and stress of dancing with grief, using our support systems to live, is, is a powerful key to discovering that there is life after grief. There is life after grief. And acknowledging your emotions, seeing our emotions and the pain as a portal, a doorway into a deep spiritual healing, an inner truth that life and love are eternal. And grief, grief is, is painful. Grief is Scary grief is stressful, but acknowledging your emotions, seeing the pain, and dancing with the grief as a portal enables you to discover that this emotion of grief is like no other. And, and some people define it in a way where grief is the loss of love. Take a moment, think about that. Grief is the loss of love, but love, like energy, cannot be created, and it can't be destroyed. It just changes form. Death is not the opposite of life. There's physical and non-physical life, and you can call that physical or spiritual. You know, cannot lose love. It looks that way. It feels that way. It often seems that way. But this is where, and this is why I have such a passion of sharing the lifeline, is that in that immense pain, that we're seeing in the visible world, if we go into that as a portal, we find that in the invisible world of the subconscious mind, there's a truth. And there's a truth about love, and that is, is that love is infinite. Nobody chooses to create their life feeling guilt. Nobody chooses to have sleepless nights, to lose their appetite, to withdraw from people and society, to be irritable and overwhelmed with sadness or numb or lonely and life having no meaning. However, these are 
not only universal common experiences that go along with the grieving process, but they're actually necessary. And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross um, was really, she's the pioneer on, um, on hospice and, you know, midwifing people into the spiritual realm. She categorized grief into five stages, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance. And the natural progression is at some point in time, we do arrive at a place of acceptance. We're wired to actually reach acceptance. We are. However, if you just take a moment right now, and let's just go hard of the matter, and take, take a moment and imagine just the concept of living your life in a state of denial. Imagine living your life with anger, bargaining, living your life with depression. Would you choose any of these? Of course not. It's a big, it's a big hell no. You know, the only stage of grief that anyone would ever truly choose is acceptance. You know, so four stages of the grieving process are reactive in nature. They're subconscious. There's no choice. There's no judgment. When they get triggered, we react with denial, anger, bargaining, and depression. They're part of it. Acceptance is the only choice, uh, meaning it requires us to be intentional, to embrace what we're going through so that we can discover something that we're not seeing or feeling or hearing. We can discover compassion or forgiveness. We can even discover, it sounds crazy, gratitude for life itself. You know, acceptance is, is the dance and our ability to dance with grief is directly related to our ability to accept these circumstances of our life. And I want you to ask yourself this question. You know, what is what is one reason that you're not able to accept the loss of a parent or a sibling, a husband or a wife, a child or a pet? What's keeping you stuck in a cycle of denial, anger, bargaining, or depression? It's the heart of the matter. No, would you choose to feel this way? Anyone? Hell freaking no. No way. No way, Jose. But it's common. And it's necessary for us to begin where we are because before we get to where we want to be, we got to accept where we are right now. So if you're in emotional and physical pain, if you're in stress associated with what you're going through and what's going through you, know that you have an ability, not a disability, to embrace this experience of grief with love and consciousness, to embrace it in an active way that you know, the concept of, you know, you just need to give it some time. Just give it some time. That's bogus. People can carry this kind of energy their entire life. So there are definitely sequences to, you know, accept the finality of loss, to acknowledge and express, oh, my gosh, the full range of feelings that we experience as a result of loss, you know, that to adjust. And appreciate that we've got to adjust to life when, when somebody's died, when something's no longer there, when something's absent. You know, what it means to say goodbye and to actually have a tradition or a ritual to create a new face of grief. In the lifeline way of doing things, to focus on where you're going rather than what you want to avoid or what you want to get away from. As I discovered the day that my Nana died in my arms, point of complete darkness is the beginning 
of light. That's the essence of it. So infinite love and gratitude to dancing with grief. And part of, well, the reason that this topic came up is because my dear friend, uh, Judy Moon, posted on Facebook a question about uh, about grief, about healthy grieving. What does it mean to have healthy grieving, you know, the the dance between feeling the pain and releasing it? And I asked her if she would be open to being on the show. And uh, she courageously said yes, even though you know that going through the experience of grief is a powerful powerful experience. And so I'm I'm so honored to have Judy on today's show. Judy is a, a certified lifeline practitioner, slash therapist, energy worker, beautiful, bright human being, and most of all, and I'm so grateful, uh, Judy's a great, great friend of mine. So Judy, welcome to the heart of the matter. Thank you, Darren. Well I'm I'm so grateful that uh that you're on today's show. And, oh, I'm so and, honored to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and so let if you wouldn't mind just sharing your dance with grief and your experience um, in the heart of the matter of, of of what it's been like for you. Sure. Um, well, most recently, I, I think that's why this topic uh, came up for me. Um, my dog Sydney passed away recently, and. Um, it was hmm. <laughs> grief showed up uh like a mofo, <laughs> you know it's just mm-hmm. that intense for me and uh i it, it's funny because when you were talking um just a few minutes ago and you were talking about you know to heal it, we must feel, and it reminded me of when my brother passed away ten years ago. I was doing some work with a shaman friend of mine, and she was saying how. You know, our culture doesn't really, we don't do grief well. We, you know, especially most of the times now there's, you know, a viewing in the morning, there's a service, whether it's, you know, a mass or just a funeral service, there's a lunch and it's done. It's like one day, you know, we wrap it all up and then we're back to work. And, you know, other cultures, they really take their time and they grieve. My uh, friend of mine is uh, from the Philippines and, you know, it's a week of they lay the body out in the house, family members take turns sitting with the body and you really feel it and process it. And I imagine that that's a much healthier way of doing things rather than, you know, what's maybe been modeled for me or the way that I handle it because, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is to, run the other way. You know, grief is too big. It's too painful. It stops me in my tracks. Um, It's a very physical sensation for me. And it's not like other emotions like fear, which is also can be very painful, scary, stressful. You physically feel it. But when you get through that, it's often like there's joy. It's like, yeah, I did this. It's awesome. Yay. But sometimes when you get to the other side of moving through the, you know, those stages of grief, like you were talking about, a lot of times there's still this sort of like, ah, but the person's still gone. You know, it might not sting as much, but, you know, um, I don't know that you, at least for me, that I have that same experience as I do as like when I get past fear, if that makes any sense. Big time. But, um, Big. yeah. So, um, and I think what happened with, 
you know, losing uh, my precious little Sydney was that it also opens the can of worms of other grief that hasn't been processed. You know, it's just sort of like, oh, there it is again. Yuck. You know, I do not want to. I I think that's when I called you. I, I was having a feelings like someone was standing on my chest. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't sleep. I just, you know, I lost my power. And um, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> Infinite love and gratitude it, it, it to that. Feels, it feels like shit. It's horrible. Yeah. It, yeah. It is. And, and there's really, there's no word that could actually um, explain it truly and only people that go through it know and 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 everybody has their own unique experience and one of the things that's wild and that I've discovered and I so appreciate you saying that you know because beautiful Sydney infinite love and gratitude to our our our, our pet family and how dear they are and then how they help us to heal in physical form and how they help us to heal in spiritual form that it, what ends up happening is that when we go through a grief, that there's an aspect of ourself that is being triggered because we haven't danced with the grief, mm-hmm. and that the tr- and I love that you said that because in the Jewish religion that I was raised in, that we have we sit what's called shiva, and mm-hmm. shiva is is a week of having friends and family come over and bring food and laugh and cry and cry and laugh and cry and laugh and tell stories and. You do it for a week, and then you're supposed to just dive into it so that, um, you know, that getting to the heart of the matter enables a person to move on. And, um, you know, it's it's still, even with that tradition itself, which is a healthy way, I found that what makes it most stressful is there's parts of ourselves, and you know this being a lifeliner, that there's parts of ourselves that get triggered, and we don't even know what part they are. Yeah. But when they do, they make what we're grieving exponentially more stressful than what it is even on its own. It becomes something more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So, you know, as you're just acknowledging, you know, recently Sydney and 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 your brother and mm-hmm. the, grieves, the grieving experiences that you've had in your life, as you tune into this right now, mm-hmm. you know, just even acknowledging the people that have passed, what emotion do you feel in your heart? Sadness. Mm-hmm. Infinite love and gratitude to sadness. Infinite love and gratitude. And as as you acknowledge the sadness and just honor that that's a natural feeling that goes along with with the loss of someone that we love, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely natural. Absolutely natural. But just to honor it, where do you feel that in your body, does that? In my heart, chest. In your, mm-hmm. And if you were to rate it, just so I could appreciate where you're at, what, what do you rate that feeling as that? Six. And we want to ask the question that we know so well and it could be the silly question, but it's also just enables us to begin a dialogue with an aspect of ourself that's not visible. And that is, would you ever choose to create your life feeling sad, let alone having somebody that you care about die in the first place? Would you choose that? Hell no. Hell freaking no. Not a chance. But as we know, everyone that's born dies. Everybody goes through this. 
and it's a natural process of life. So knowing, and here's the thing, it's not that sadness is something that is bad or wrong, but it's just that we wouldn't choose it, which means it's kind of like, you know, Hansel and Gretel left, you know, um, a trail of breadcrumbs to find them. There's an aspect of ourself that is leading, leaving breadcrumbs to find the greatest, most spiritual version of ourself living in our life. And that sadness is the portal. It's not the problem. And so I invite you to take your hand in the I love you posture. Those of you that don't know what that I love you posture is, I know Judy does. Uh, hold open your hand and keep your fingers extended open and just bend your middle and ring finger down. And um, keep your thumb and pointer and pinky extended out. That means I love you in American Sign Language. And if you're listening, you can do this as well with Judy and I. I'm doing it as well. Put it right over your heart, Judy. And listen to your heart because as you're connecting to grief in your life, the people and the circumstances, Sydney, and the sadness, you know you wouldn't choose to feel sadness Focus on where you're going. What is it that your spirit, what is it that your heart chooses to feel when it comes to the people in your life that uh, have died? Joyful. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do is we want to make our intention as if we're already there. So if we're choosing joyful, then we want to make a statement as if we're already joyful. And I invite you to repeat, I am joyful. 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 Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Hey, Judy, isn't it kind of weird to actually even be saying, I am joyful when we're thinking about people that have died? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that weird? It is, but it's funny because when I, because you know what a visual person I am, now I use my mind. It was like I did a scan of like Sydney, my brother, my parents, my you know grandparents, and just seeing them, it it did make me joyful. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like they're they're gone, but they were so awesome. Yeah, infinite love and gratitude to that. And you know, it, I love that. I love. I not everybody has that um, that visual consciousness yet um, to be able to see that so quickly, like you do, because you fostered, you practiced that. You've exercised the energy of that. And so often when we're making an intention, you know, what I've encountered is people go, Darren, you're so freaking full of shit. This is (laughs) such, I am, I'm not saying I am joyful because I'm not, you know, it's like, it's such an interesting thing. And the whole thing about it is it's just realizing and recognizing, getting realized, going, wait a second, I wouldn't choose to be sad. What do I choose? Because the way consciousness works, we claim it. Now, honoring the power of imagination, honoring the power of creativity, and just that energy of pretending, are you open and are you willing to imagine right now, Judy, that you are in the future and you are living your life in an I am joyful way, and it is the fullest and coolest, most authentic way, and you are being joyful in your authentic way of what joyful means to you. You're being the joyful Judy. Are you open to imagining it? Hell yes. How does that feel in your heart to imagine that even though mom and dad, grandparents, brother, Sydney, dog have died, you've experienced this grief, how does it feel to imagine yourself being the I am 
joyful Judy. That feels freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Infinite love and gratitude. Where do you feel Infinite the freaking gratitude. Awesome? I feel that that kind of like was like a a download, just like like everywhere. Infinite love and gratitude. How cool! Like a wave. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the nature of life. We live in a, a, a quantum universe, which is just a fancy name for an energy universe, and energy, it just travels in waves and particles. So the fact that you can just even feel that wave of that download of freaking awesome that comes from your intention of I'm joyful is the beginning. And, and our only focus is I'm joyful feeling freaking awesome. Our only focus is I am joyful, feeling freaking awesome. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the lifeline and I'm going to use muscle testing just to evaluate the different stages associated with grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression. And when I bring up the concept of depression, I just want you to observe where that takes you. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ugh. And just notice that you, and I love the guttural experience to it. Ugh. Right? In the love and gratitude. Because yeah. there's meaning to that, isn't there? Yeah. 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 In the love and That's gratitude. another wave that comes through sometimes. Very it much is. different than freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, called, that's a tsunami wave that uh, yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Love and gratitude. That's a different kind of wave, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we want to honor it cause we wa- and we want to dance with it. And here's another weird part. We're going to dance with depression in an I'm joyful, feeling freaking awesome way. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, I invite you, and I invite you to repeat because what we're going to do now is we're going to create a portal. And the portal is the doorway to the invisible part of the has a buried treasure for you, my love. And let's honor depression. And I invite you to repeat, regardless of the ugh of depression. Regardless of the ugh of depression. I'm now choosing to feel freaking awesome. I am now choosing to feel freaking awesome. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Regardless of depression. Regardless of depression. The tsunami wave of depression. The tsunami wave of depression. I am now choosing to feel freaking awesome. I am now choosing to feel freaking awesome. Fantastic. Does that need to be challenged? No. And it doesn't need to be activated either. Take a healing breath with me, Judy. You know, it's wild is that there's this past part of ourself, and when this past part of ourself gets triggered, the past becomes the present. And that's not so effective in us being in our power when the past takes over as driving our bus. We sometimes drive outside of the lines, and uh, that... Uh, is is not the most fun way to dance with people. We're stepping on toes when that's going on. And we want to raise the consciousness of the past that is triggering you into depression, into sadness, into the pain associated with grieving. And let's embrace it for the first time with joy. I invite you to repeat, I am joyful. I am joyful. For the very first time. For the very first time. In my life. In my life. Right now. Right now. And I'm learning to love. And I'm learning to love. The past part of me. The past part of me. Who protectively keeps forgetting. 
who protectively keeps forgetting. Has never chosen. Has never chosen. To feel freaking awesome. To feel freaking awesome. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. We're going to make the statement again because that's how we dialogue with the subconscious. Knowing that it's reactive and it keeps coming at us, we want to go at it until it no longer reacts, until we bring it to the present. I invite you to repeat, I am joyful. I am joyful. For the very first time. For the very first time. In my life. In my life. Right now. Right now. And I am learning to love in a whole new way. And I am learning to love in a whole new way. The past grieving part of me. The past grieving part of me. Who protectively forgets. Who protectively forgets. Disconnects from my emotions. Disconnects from my emotions. Has never chosen. Has never chosen. Up until right now. Up until right now. With my friend Darren. With my friend Darren. To feel freaking awesome. To feel freaking awesome. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Right into the heart, because we know that this is what matters. Let's say it. I am joyful. I am joyful. Say it just like this. You are joyful. You are joyful. We are joyful. We are joyful. For the very first time. For the very first time. In our lives. In our lives. Right now. Right now. And we're learning to love. And we're learning to love. In a whole new way. In a whole new way. The past grieving parts of ourselves. The past grieving parts of ourselves. Who protectively forgets. Who protectively forgets. Completely disconnect from our emotions. Completely disconnects from our emotions. Never chooses. Never chooses. Up until right now. <laughs> Up until right now. To feel freaking awesome. To feel freaking awesome. Cool, that lock comes clear. So that muscle testing locked out. That means we align the conscious and subconscious in the past. Now, I'm going to stay in the past for a second. And we're going to go into a belief structure that's affecting your perception and even what you're attracting physically and emotionally. And so there's a belief in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth throat chakra. What can you tell me about the throat chakra, Judy? Ha. <laughs> Speaking your truth. Um, and I've had some uh, symptoms in my throat chakra. I've had a little tickly cough that's kind of hanging on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking our truth. And especially because we're on the topic in the portal of dancing with grief, being able to express ourselves and give ourselves permission to give a voice to this grief. Yeah. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. The color of the throat chakra is blue, and we're going to see through the eyes now, internal and external in an I am joyful way. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. We're going to hear through the ears. I am joyful, feeling freaking awesome. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. 
we're going to take a deep breath in. I just dropped my essential oil because you just heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the one that I wanted. Take a deep breath in. Smell it through the nose. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Feeling it in our core. The joyful is our nature, my friend. It really is. It's who we are. We're, we're designed in our DNA to be joyful in every way, biologically, behaviorally, what we attract, how we create boundaries, how we express ourselves. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Now, this is wood element. And wood element is really uber cool because it's trees, and I love trees. And trees me too. teach us by being trees, right? They just say, hey, yeah. be like me. Wherever you are, grow. And the shittier the soil, the stronger I get. Right? Yeah. It's like, you got poop in your soil, you're going to grow really great. (laughs) (laughs) Infinite love and gratitude. And that just acknowledge the ugh of depression and just honor that is fertilizer for growth for the tree that we are, growing towards the light in an I am joyful way, changing with the seasons as we are birthing in this springtime right now. New life. New life, joyful life, infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Really being able to express it that way. And here's the crazy part. And it is, it's absolutely freaking crazy. That as much as like we go, okay, rah, 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 be joyful, feel freaking awesome, there's a part of us that gets triggered, and when it gets triggered, we react. There's no choice. There's no judgment. It's like the reflex of your eyes that you blink if something gets into it. It's protective in nature, and when it gets triggered, we go through the cycles of grief, and it is intense. And the cycles are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, until we finally get to acceptance. We're not there yet, so we want to find out what's the reactive emotion. 1 through 10, 11 through 20, 11 through 15, 11, 12, 13. So the emotion is overwhelmed. So when I bring up the concept of overwhelm, Judy, just notice your first and immediate thought, no matter what or who you think about. Wherever overwhelm takes you, whatever that means to you, just acknowledging that it is meaningful, let me know by saying out loud, infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Great job. Infinite love and gratitude to overwhelmed. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Yeah, overwhelmed. There's another emotion here. 1 through 10, 11 through 20, 21 through 30, 31 through 40, 31 through 35, 31, 32, 33, 34. When I bring up the concept of resisting the future, notice your first and immediate thoughts. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude to resisting the future. Infinite love and gratitude to resisting the future. Love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Resisting the future. Emotion, positive emotion, element. So I want to explain something to you and also for the listeners so that they can understand the role that the subconscious mind plays in why we are not able to dance and instead we get stuck in depression, we get stuck in sadness, we get stuck in this experience of grief rather than being able to move through it naturally. There is a core limiting belief that lives in your throat chakra. 
when it gets triggered, your throat chakra goes automatically reflexively into a state of resistance. You are not then able to express yourself authentically. You're not able to express how you feel or what you know, to create healthy boundaries and relationships. And even further, rather than growing, your growth is stunted. And you start to see yourself through a lens of overwhelmed and resisting the future. You start to see others through a lens of overwhelmed and resisting the future. And then what happens is we attract people that match that. And what goes along with that is depression and sadness. And um, it not only influences us in our outer world, but it influences us in our inner world. Our brain and body reactively, reflexively produce chemicals of overwhelmed and resisting the future. So it shows up as that tickle in your throat, that cough that won't go away. It affects us in other physical health ways. Because does our body heal very well when it's overwhelmed or resisting the future? Oh, no. So that's not our truth, right? Our truth right. is that we are joyful and feeling freaking awesome is who we are. And, and the adventure here is that we don't perceive truth. We perceive what we believe. And so these beliefs are very powerful in influencing our biology, our behavior, and how we show up in life. And so we want to know, is there a concept of an original occurrence? And there is. Where is this coming from? Is it this life? It is. Conception of 10, conception of 5. Six, seven, eight, nine. There's a nine-year-young Judy who's being triggered. And at nine years of age, you're in an emotionally reactive environment. This is where that tsunami began. That environment was one that was overwhelmed and resisting the future. At nine years of age, your ability to say, hey, you know what, all you overwhelmed people resisting the future. I'm growing just like a tree. I'm expressing myself authentically. I am joyful, feeling freaking awesome. You don't have that ability at nine. We don't have that ability and we don't have an environment that can teach us and show us how to express our emotions and how to process them, how to, how to move through things uh, with our throat chakra. They don't know how to do it themselves. They're reacting and they're protecting and we can't teach when we're protecting. Fire alarm goes on, teaching goes out, and we go outside for the fire alarm, right? Right. And I, I invite you right now for the very first time, because that cough and that sadness and that depression isn't coming from you right now. Where it's coming from is a nine-year-young part of you that only knows resisting the future and overwhelmed. And for the very first time in your life since you were nine, embrace that part of you. Let's do this together in an I am joyful way. Let this part of you feel freaking awesome. And as you are, letting yourself just feel freaking awesome together. Let me know you are by saying out loud infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Hey, Judy. Yes. As you're, as you're connecting to the nine-year-young part of you who only knows overwhelmed and resisting the future, what emotion do you feel? I felt a couple things. I, my initial, my initial emotion was that I felt I felt bad for her. I felt sad for her because that was a, that was a tough time. And then, but I immediately said to her, "You did your best. Like, don't beat yourself up." 
really well. In loving gratitude. And, and see, that, gratitude. see that uh, dual-sided coin of feeling bad for her, but also mm-hmm. saying, you did your best. See that. Just observe the thoughts of both both sides. Feeling sad for her, and also, hey, you did your best. In love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. And let yourself feel that feeling. Because that's how we heal, right? If we mm-hmm. want to heal, we got to... What we, what is, what's so important is to feel the sad feeling, and also you did your best to stem from that nine-year-old part of you who only knew overwhelmed and resisting the future. Let yourself just feel it. Notice how that lives inside of you, the energy of, hey, you did your best, and also feeling sad. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. And I Listen to your heart. And hear what your heart's saying to you. And as you're hearing what your heart's saying in this moment, let me know you are. By saying out loud, infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. What your heart just say to you? It said, tell her it's going to work out. 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 Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? It means that um, in that place of feeling overwhelmed and um, avoiding the future, whatever that was that came up, that it she doesn't have to worry about that, that... Everything always works out. It, you know what I mean? It's it's like um, you'll you'll get the tools, support, and strategies that you need. You don't have them right now at nine, but you'll get them. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. And see that. That you'll get them. And see the big picture because you can already. Because you have them now. Mm-hmm. You have the support, tools, you have strategies, and you're using them. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. And feel that energy. It's going to work out. It's working out. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. And listen right now. Give your heart the will to express itself authentically right now and hear what your heart's saying to you right now. And as you're hearing your heart, let me know by saying out loud, infinite love and gratitude. <laughs> Infinite love and gratitude. What's your heart to say to you? Um, you need to be nicer to her, Judy. You're very critical. You need to be nicer to her, Judy. You're very critical. You need to be nicer to her, Judy. You're very critical. Infinite love and gratitude. Infinite love and gratitude. Hey, Judy. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Let it go. And welcome back from nine. Welcome to. Awesome. Let me take a deep breath again. And I want you to just take this moment right now just to be an observer, meaning notice you're aware that you're aware 
And notice how it feels to be present. Notice how it feels to be in your heart, in your body. Just describe the feeling. feels kind of um, floaty. I feel um, peaceful and centered and very clear and um, relaxation, like a nice wave of relaxation. Yeah. And check this out because that's the conscious mind doing what it does. It's aware, it observes, so you can choose and flow and be part of the floating. At the beginning, we observe things we would never choose. We'd never choose to feel sadness. We'd never choose, ugh, depression. We'd never choose to have people uh, that we love or Sydney pass away. And as you tune into the grief that has been going on in your life, whether it be your brother, your parents, grandparents, Sydney, notice how it feels to tune into this experience comparatively to when we first began. Does that feel yeah, the, the the volume is turned way down. I mean, there's still a, a obviously a, a slight sense of grief there, but it's it's nothing like it was. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's not. I wouldn't even call it grief right now. I'd call it just a. I miss them, but it's not like ugh. Yeah. And wouldn't we be freaking weird if we didn't miss them? Exactly. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, be like something a, would be wrong. Like, yeah, they'd be like, they'd be like, what kind of? Where are you? From like of course, <laughs> right? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Infinite yeah. gratitude. You know what I'd encourage you to do is to um, create a tradition of your own, and whether it be making a scrapbook uh, and call the scrapbook "I am joyful, feeling freaking awesome," and put pictures and images together of the people that you love. And something that you look at that allows you to bring into the joy of their beautiful relationships and memories uh, of life. I'd encourage you to do that. It would be a great exercise to do. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I I find that those kind of rituals really help. Like I've started, I don't know how many years I've been doing it now, but I buy flowers for my mother on Mother's Day. And um, it just feels nice to, you know, I thought, why do I, why do I not buy her flowers anymore? You know, I still can, I still can acknowledge her and it just makes Mother's Day sweeter for me. You know, just having those little rituals, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, I find that uh, the tears that we have that uh, are so painful rather than being so bad or telling people, oh, don't bring up that because, you know, when people say, oh, I didn't mean to make you cry to say, hey, you know what? Thank you for making me cry because I love my brother so much. I love my parents. I love my Sydney so much. And these are tears of gratitude. Yeah. But I I so appreciate you taking the time to be a part of the Heart of the Matter show today and to share in your own healing because we know that when we let our own light shine, we give other people permission to do the same. And I'm just so grateful and I'm so honored. Oh, ditto. Thank you so much, really. I, I appreciate all that you do. And um, I'm so grateful to have the lifeline in my life. I don't know what I would do without it. And uh, Sydney, Sydney was actually a huge fan of Lifeline. I used to say to him, do you want to get connected? And he would come and sit in front of me, and I'd put my five fingers on top of his head, and I would upgrade all his fields, and then we'd do a high five at the end. So, oh, I love um, that. <laughs> he loved you it. Know, that's, that's so cool. I mean, that's a whole topic for a whole other um, show as far as how – 
um, lifeliners use it in their life, you know. And you know, but what I loved about this is just you being authentic and vulnerable. Even though you're certified in lifeline, hey, does that mean that you don't feel pain, fear, and stress? No, everybody no, does. No. <laughs> of course not. It just, it, those, are, those are the necessary parts of life that we can move through with lifeline. Absolutely. So cool. Thanks, so Darren. Love, oh, my pleasure. Thank you, and have yourself an amazing, amazing rest of your day. I will. Thanks. All right. All right. You too. Love and gratitude. And so, um, Wendy Cole <clears throat> typed on the uh, chat board. Um, does overwhelm and resisting the future cause suicidal thoughts? And, you know, they can, Wendy. They can. Uh, these patterns that are reactive in our mind can affect the way they, we think, the way we feel, the way we speak, the way we behave. But here's the bottom line. Would you ever choose to create your life to where you had suicidal thoughts? The answer is hell no. It's reactive pattern. Got to go on in there. Got to process those emotions. I'm doing something on July 10th and 11th called Lifeline Ignite where I teach people how to do what I do. It's awesome. It's here in Chicago. Those people that are inspired and want to learn um, the beginning steps of Lifeline, really great, awesome, healthy exercises and practices to get your subconscious mind on board, you can go to my website. It's Dr. Darren Weissman, and then D-A-R-R-E-N-W-E-I-S-S-M-A-N, DrDarrenWeissman.com. And uh, you'll see the Lifeline Ignite, and you can reserve your space. The space is uh, very limited. It's going to be an intimate group. So if you want to be a part of it, uh, you can. And I want to just take this moment right now just to go inward and to encourage you just to close your eyes and take a deep breath and let it go. And honor that when you close your eyes, that there's something that happens to your heart, that it automatically begins to open, soften, relax, that when we close our eyes, that our hearts naturally and genuinely begin to connect with one another. And in this heart connection, this is where healing begins. Dance of grief changes of life, experiences that cause stress, knowing that change is natural and it's something that we can count on. And that the more that we embrace change, the more we intentionally create change, the more resilient, strong. In Hebrew, the word ruach, ruach, means both breath and spirit. And that when you're breathing, your spirit is going in, inspiration, and out, expiration. And that there's a field of energy that is divine spirit that is always present in all ways. And as much as you might think that you're breathing through your lungs, Every acupuncture meridian, every pathway of life force, chi, prana, emotion, every point where a person would put a needle in to balance the internal and external energies opens when you breathe and closes. And so spirit is going in and out of your body 
every time you take a breath and every time you let it go. And that spirit is pure love. And love is the one thing, it's the one thing that heals everything. Everyone. Everywhere, all the time. Right now. You and I, in this moment of love. And as your eyes are closed, your heart is open, feeling the connection with people all around the world. We know that love cannot be created nor destroyed. It just changes form, just like a breath. Inhale. And exhale. And as powerful as love is, love is only powerful when it's put into action. And so when we appreciate the different stages of grief, when we acknowledge and honor the denial, the anger, the bargaining, pleading, the depression. We know that those aren't actions. Those aren't choices. Those are reactions. That the only choice is acceptance. To accept life. It is what it is. And what I find to be so amazing and beautiful and adventurous, like a game, the game of life is that what you perceive to be the truth, what you look at in your life, your home, your relationships, the car you drive, your job, your body. This is illusion. It is a field of energy, field of energy of information. And that the truth of who you are is discovered when you close your eyes and you feel your heart open, that there's a field of energy connecting all of creation. And that field of energy is infinite love and gratitude. And take a deep breath in and let it go. I'm Dr. Darren. I want to thank you so much for tuning in, tuning up with me today on the Heart of the Matter show. This is radio here to make you shine. Grab yourself a day filled with infinite love and gratitude, everybody. Keep shining bright, and I will look forward to connecting with you on next week's show on the Healing Circle that we'll be doing on grief. Check it out on my website, drdarrenweisman.com. Shine bright. Break on through. You know the day destroys the night. Treasures here, dug our treasures there.